0: You know things I know some too sit right down the fems explain them to you if there's a thing you wanna explain these two feminists can entertain nerdy stuff sexy stuff so much to know tune in for the FemSplain show FemSplain, Welcome to
1: FemSplain, Diana Welcome to to Avalon. How you doing?
2: I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I, um, I'm a little on the tired side, but I, I figure, you know, that's still, if that's like my biggest complaint, I'm still doing pretty good.
1: That's fair. I remember our first episode we ever recorded, and I think you fell asleep during recording it because we got so carried away that we recorded for five hours. We
2: did. We recorded. Do you remember the time that we we did we tried to watch a movie together and I just fell asleep in front yeah. of the screen?
1: I was all in the same month. Yeah, you were. I got to see you fall asleep sitting upright in your computer chair like two times in the same. That was we only we
2: we tried to do a double feature. We did uh, we did uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show and something else back to back, which now we know. It's too much for a 10 p.m., Diana. That's true.
1: We were on a roll, <laughs> and I think we had both been drinking, and we were like, let's just keep recording podcast episodes. Do you remember what the second one was? Are you not saying it on purpose? Because I remember what it was.
2: Well, because there are two that we discarded.
1: Oh, you're right. Re- and I yes. don't remember
2: which one is that one, but I think I know.
1: I think it's the phone-related one.
2: Yes. Yeah. I think it is too.
1: Okay. I
2: would, I'm not saying it because I, I would love to talk about it again because I feel like it, it. it's always just like right under the surface okay. for me. Okay. <laughs>
1: I was wondering like why we weren't saying it. Are we embarrassed of it or we're just saving it? Um, so welcome
2: to Femmesplained. Welcome and to Femmesplained. And what is,
1: what is this that we're doing? Femmesplained is a girls only clubhouse podcast in which two queer femme human beings, beans, human beings human named beings. Avalon and Diana have chosen to educate one another on the things that they feel excited about.
2: Um, but that does not mean that people of every gender and non-gender can't listen, laugh, and learn with us. The learning is optional Yep. Um, <laughs> and questionable at times. Yep. And so we're just happy you're here with us.
1: Yep. Yeah. We just think it's important to make this space, occupy this space, uh, and if you consent to listening to it, that is your prerogative.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we uh, have a fun topic for you. Well, not we. Avalon has a fun topic. Because we have last, a fun topic. <laughs> last, oh, yeah. last week was my turn to explain all about my favorite childhood thing, which was Sonic the Hedgehog. And so this week it is Avalon's turn. But before we get to that, Avalon, uh, what has nerd culture done for you lately?
1: Nothing. You take the whole segment this time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, uh, nerd culture and I have gone on a new adventure. Uh, So I've started to venture into professional GMing, which is something that I've done in the sense that I've been GMing at conventions, GMing at gaming events and nonprofit events, and GMing as a Twitch affiliate. However, I am now bringing that up to the next level and doing GMing for hire on a personal level, uh, professionally here in my local community in New York City. I'm doing that. I'm also commissioning custom maps and custom minifigure painting as well. Oh, cool. So all of those things are things that I have now uh, started to advertise officially and have started taking my very first commissions um, with under the name Adventures Wanted on Facebook. So if you search that, You should find it, but we'll, you know, blast it all over the FemSplained accounts as well.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Solid name, I think, by the way.
2: Thank you. I I was uh, really happy with it, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's super cool. If you have ever experienced Diana leading a game, please leave her a review on her Facebook page
2: oh my god, I got so many and they're so good. They made me cry a lot today. Good, you deserve Uh, them all. Especially just like the ones that are the most important are the ones from people who never played D&D before and or like any tabletop game and like played with me for the first time and that's like a huge.
1: I feel like it's very clear that the ones that are most important are the ones that I wrote.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so besides the one that you wrote.
1: Yeah, mine the, isn't the one that made you cry, which, like, you know, whatever, but it's fine.
2: Evelyn, you make me cry all the time? Yeah. If that's important to
1: you. It's my I favorite just, thing that I can I just,
2: do. I want you to know that you make me cry <laughs> so frequently. <laughs> all right.
1: I guess I can handle that.
2: Okay. So, well, yes. so anyway, yeah, um, if you so live in the,
1: what, New York area and you... Want to hire someone for a one-shot?
2: Yeah. A one-shot, I I am going to stay away from campaigns in that regard for now, um, but mostly for one-shots, and it's all ages and multiple different systems that you can choose. You can choose to run a straight module or something original by me, which is totally fine. You will get your pre-made character sheets. You will have a table full of colorful hand-painted miniatures. You will have homemade battle maps, and uh, it will be a fully written uh, adventure for whatever your group needs. So whether it's kids, um, in which case, if they want to get into D&D, D&D is a kid's game after all. Um, but if they're on the younger side and you think the violence of D&D might be be too much for them. I also am gonna be running power outage games as well, which is specifically designed to be kid friendly and has a mm, a bent toward non conflict driven resolutions.
1: Oh. Um, I have not know, played so, and I did not know that. Yeah, like
2: it's it. a it has the option for combat, but it is it, it really, really rewards creative problem solving. Aww. It's definitely meant for younger audiences to build that strength and that, you know, that skill. So well, whoever I,
1: made that up must be a good hearted person.
2: He is. And his name is Bibars el Tal And he is amazing. And his book is amazing.
1: Cool. Go buy it. But Mm -hmm. don't run it. Go buy it and then hire someone to run it. (laughs) Name Diana. (laughs) Me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well, I think that's a really cool initiative. That's not a a gig service that I was aware of being a thing necessarily, but I think it makes total sense. Uh, And I think it's really cool you're doing that. I would like to assume that that means the market isn't too saturated.
2: It's not, but it does look like it's kind of like – picking up a little Mm. bit it it was like in in new york city about two years ago there was one guy yeah and he wore like a full set of armor and i'm there's nothing against that but like i just there's one person and i just you know i want to especially because i do want to introduce tabletop gaming to younger people I want to be like a person that's kind of friendly to multiple different kinds of audiences and maybe that people wouldn't feel uncomfortable bringing into their home. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I, I really hope that, you know, my background in healthcare and my background teaching theater to kids with developmental disabilities and all of those kinds of umbrellas with that, I was hoping, might make this a good, well rounded.
1: Oh, that's so place cute. For me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about little kids, but my ovaries yeah. really like this idea.
2: Well, it is really <laughs> proven to help harness uh, creative problem solving, uh, positive social socialization skills, and collaboration and Ooh. cooperation. And in younger kids, it's. Um, something that really harnesses those behaviors and especially if you have kids who are neurodivergent in any sort of way socializing with a structure Mm -hmm. like a game like that is hugely helpful to developing those skills so
1: i it has a lot of proven good qualities well i don't mean cute in sort of like a condescending way when I say it. I think that's adorable. I know. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I think that I I have a tendency for my tone of voice to make it sound like I'm being insincere sometimes (laughs) when I'm (laughs) nice, but um, (laughs) that's so sweet. So cool. Well, then, yeah, especially if you've got some kiddos and they're looking to have like a birthday party or something or like you're new into Critical Role and it's kind of intimidating and you want to try out a one shot. I think that's a really cool business model and I... I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes for you.
2: Me too. Yeah, hopefully that, um, I just, I'd be happy if I get to, to, to introduce it to even a few people. So yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so I'm really excited. I want to hear about your topic, but before we can get into that topic, I need someone with like an excessive amount of testosterone Mm-hmm. And an unearned sense of pride yes. to come in here and tell me what you're about to talk to me about. Oh, thank
0: God. <laughs> in a man's blame, yeah. me now Everything's explained. In a man's blame, yeah. Ooh, tell the ladies what to say. Putting one minute on the man. Watch and go. Powerpuff Girls. Black. What was it about the 90s and the early 2000s where they just wanted to shove girl power into everything, you know? There just had to be representation of girls and nerd culture. You know what that got us? Ms. Marvel. Wonder Woman. The worst of the DCU movies. Rey in The Force Awakens. Leia floating through space. Mary Sue's. Mary Sue's. The world's just full of Mary Sue's now. And and I, mm, I'll be honest, y'all. I'm, I'm really out of practice. It's, it's been a long time between Femmesplained episodes. My satire game is, is not on. And I just I took a melatonin. It's been a long two weeks. I've been traveling a lot. I'm, I'm just not 100% at this right now. So this has been your Mansplain Minute. Okay, so that was whatever that was, and
2: uh, I—we <laughs> don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Who knows? I can find out three weeks from now. Um, but Avalon, and you'll
1: all find out six months from now.
2: <laughs> I love it. We have a great business model going on here at Pem's Plane. <laughs> so, Avalon, you're you're gonna tell me all about the Powerpuff Girls.
1: Yeah. I feel like I've, I've, yeah, I feel like I've kind of been hinting at this episode for a while. Yeah, I am. Power of Crows <laughs> were a, a larger part of my life than, like, you might think they should have been or would have been. Um,
2: yeah, I feel like you're you saying that this is a long time coming. <laughs> Is the least long time coming thing I've ever heard in my life. I have no idea about this oh, part of Oh, I've mentioned it a couple times all. in other
1: episodes. It's totally fine. You don't remember. Powerpuff Girls completely replaced Sailor Moon for me in the mo- almost the exact moment that I wasn't allowed to like Sailor Moon anymore. It was like, what the fuck is the difference, right? Right. But it was socially is- acceptable for some reason. In my, it was. Middle school high, school? high school? Little too old. High school. Little too old. High school. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's, yeah. yeah. I was so fucking into the Powerpuff Girls, Diana. I don't, I don't know where to start with this episode is basically where it is.
2: Okay. Could you start with telling me, because this is really exciting to me, because yeah. most of the topics, like even the ones... I I think Saga is the last time you did a topic Mm. that I literally had no awareness of whatsoever.
1: How do you have no awareness of it? I mean, all right, so I
2: know that it exists. Like, I've seen pictures of them, but I've never watched a single episode. I've never... No, I've just never done it. It's huge. I... It passed me. It just passed me. I was probably playing Sonic the Hedgehog games or something. But whatever it was, it totally missed me. I literally don't even know what it's about. So if you could just give me
1: My heart is racing. to
2: start. I know. Just tell me what it is even about.
1: Okay. Here's what it's about. A completely non-sexually threatening middle-aged male scientist is experimenting to make the perfect little girls (laughs) and that's why I led (laughs) with what I led with yeah okay good no go ahead with the ingredients sugar spice and everything nice as the saying goes but in the process of mixing all these things together he accidentally spilled some chemical x in there and it created three little superheroes that are fucking queer feminist icons
2: Wait. Okay. Slash Whoa, wait. We're gonna have to babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they look like. That's what I was gonna say. We have to pause because they look like They're infants. Like elementary in school
1: student.
2: Sure. Okay. Yeah.
1: Great. Um, so, so you've got the empath one. You've got the like tough, short-tempered one, and you have the slightly egotistical, brainy leader one.
2: So you have the the charmed ones.
1: Yeah. It's also the Charmed Ones.
2: <laughs> it's the Charmed Ones? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait, so are they each supposed to be made of one of the sugar, spice, and everything nice?
1: That's what Your I Your smile think. tells yeah, me yeah. yes. <laughs> it's not, so I don't think that this is directly addressed, but I will say in the opening intro, when he's adding, when there's like a shot of him adding sugar, spice, and everything nice, the it's like black and one dominant color, and it's like, the you know, they're very color-associated. Like right, right. The blue, pink, and green are very pervasive for each character, so I think that there's like a subtle hint there. I struggle with who is everything nice and who is sugar, because I feel like that good for the empath character and like the leader character, it could be either. Because the empath character is also like baby spice.
2: Right. Which, I mean, on the surface sounds like everything nice, but yeah. I don't know what their actual personality is. Yeah. So, okay. So he
1: creates... The Powerpuff Girls.
2: The Powerpuff Girls. What are... Do they They have... I, I'm assuming they have magic powers of some kind, right? They have
1: superpowers.
2: They have yeah. superpowers. Yeah. Okay.
1: As the show progresses, there's not like... There's not a strong story arc because the target audience really was a bit younger. But <laughs> I will stand by the fact that I feel like a lot of the themes and jokes were very adult, which is not uncommon. For cartoons. No.
2: Um, oh, especially especially when we were kids, too. Right,
1: exactly. So yeah. they do have... So there's, like, any kind of, like, slight chronological development where it's not, you know, like, just freestanding episodes. They do start to specialize powers a tiny bit. Um, but for the most part, they're all super strong and they can all fly.
2: Okay. And so scientist man, I'm assuming, does he, for-
1: like... Name's professor utonium
2: okay <laughs> is so is utonium a thing is that like a, a chemical of some kind that like is is in real life persistent in the world no in like the
1: <laughs> in the no that's just in the narrative, narrative? No. no that's just his
2: um okay so does professor utonium like stay with is he like bosley to the powerpuff he's girls? not like
1: bosley he's like their dad He becomes their dad, like their single, sad, lonely dad.
2: Oh, wait, because they're not like, these are not like girls he experimented on. These are like, he created them. Yeah, and it's
1: it's a little unclear why he created them. He just was. (laughs) (laughs) But then he has a very healthy relationship as a single parent with three daughters.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: that's nice. Yeah. Um, Okay. And it's great, it's fucking pure.
2: Okay. So, so okay. So that clears that up. I I don't know what I thought, but I didn't I didn't know any of that. Um, so yeah, that's
1: this is all addressed in the 32nd episode, the intro to every show. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right. So then what I want to know, I guess, is that what is what is the Powerpuff Girls to you?
1: I'm having a really hard time connecting the dots for why it became such a thing for me I think I just genuinely thought it was very funny I know that new episodes premiered every Friday night and that was like my thing it like became the new like TGIF kind of um for a later stage of my life if TGIF was a thing for you and I think I just genuinely thought it was funny it also coincided for me like I said with this void left by Sailor Moon, and this wasn't a conscious thing, but subconsciously, and not only the rise, so for me in my life, the rise of the internet and my access to it and the rise of Sailor Moon complemented each other because it was like, this gives me a reason to be online and to community build online. Oh,
2: sure. Mm-hmm. But, and to create content and yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: but it was still, we're still talking like dial-up, right? But mm-hmm. this Powerpuff Girl thing comes about when, like, suddenly the internet is such that you don't have to worry about asking your parents because it's not taking up a phone line anymore. And you're mm-hmm. old enough that your parents aren't, like, really supervising you on the internet anymore, even though maybe they still should be. Um, so I was I'm able to, I'm like, afraid about where this is going. Right. Well, no. Fortunately, okay. weirdly, no. But, like... Okay. <laughs> e- I was able to, like, sit... Down on a computer and just like sit there for five hours without my parents yelling at me, and to direct that energy into Powerpuff Girls fandom was like an outlet that made sense <laughs> at the time. Yeah, uh, because oh, there absolutely. was a really good web presence for it. You know, I I can say that I was genuinely into the Powerpuff Girls, uh, just in terms of I think thinking it was cute for sure, thinking it was funny, liking the different story arcs, had some had some really good villains as part of it, like. Like, you're really oh, excited to see which villain is happening this week because some of the core villains, like, are really, really um, entertaining, I'll say. I was going to say likable, but it's not that. But you just, like, actually really want to see some of the villains um, because they're mm-hmm. funny in very specific different ways. Every once in a while, you're getting an episode that gives you, like, some backstory, which is, like, kind of weird for an American cartoon. Uh, yeah. it's usually pretty solid. So I got way too involved in one particular forum that was a Powerpuff Girl fan forum, which was called RowdyRuff.net.
2: Wow. Okay. Uh, um, I'm afraid,
1: but it, I the, love it. The webmaster, the person who paid to host the whole thing, name on there was King Moonraiser. I remember that. <laughs> in hindsight, I don't feel, I feel weird about King Moonraiser. At the time that I discovered RowdyRuff.net. It had been a thing for a little while. It had, like, an established core group. And the homepage, you always got there, and there was a piece of fan art with, like, people's custom avatars in the Powerpuff Girls style. And it said, like, King Moonraiser is on a hiatus. He'll get back to your emails eventually. But for, like, the two years that I was super involved in it, he never came back. But he kept the lights (laughs) on. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, it was always fine. So you'd go to the website, and there would be, like, a little tab you would click, and it would say, like, fan artists. And it would have, I want to say, like, maybe 12 featured fan artists where you would have all of their pi- pictures that they had drawn. And it would be pictures of Powerpuff Girls, of the Rowdy Rough Boys, and of the people on the forums in their Powerpuff Girl avatar form. And it okay. became my greatest goal in life to be one of these people. That was featured on the fan artist's page, who had their own uh, page. I was. I never,
2: I never stopped. I never grew out of that. I was it's obsessed. My, still my, gra-
1: yeah. Um, and then I brought one of my, um, I guess, I, middle, it was like eighth, eighth and ninth grade, so whatever, middle to high school, um, showed it to one of my friends who got super into it with me, and we oh, both no. just started drawing non-stop Powerpuff Girls <laughs> all the yeah. time. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah, and then there was also a forum page where there were a lot of great artists, there were a lot of regulars, but those people that were on the fan artist page were like gods yeah. to us all. And some of them weren't as good as the people who had come before, but because of Ming- King Moonraiser's disappearance and there was no updates to the fan artist page, they were this echelon that we could not touch.
2: Oh my god. This is like Greek mythology.
1: Yeah, so there's like this very weird power dynamic, but like in in the forums themselves, mostly weren't talking about Powerpuff Girls. Like mostly it was like there was some fanfic that wasn't Powerpuff Girl related. There was a lot of just like talking about real life or talking about other things you like and things like that. It was like a very active nerd forum for like young teenagers in a super safe, non-threatening way. People weren't like shitty. But they were, like, pretty smart and articulate, and it was, like, really, really great early 2000s internet forum community. Um, yeah. But the fucking goal was when King Moon Razor came back, they, all of the fan art you would have posted on the forum would impress him enough that you would be in the next round of fan artists. Oh, my God. It was so intense. One of the people on there made like made a video game which at the time did not seem possible of like sprite versions, like a little Chrono Trigger type like video game of sprite versions of like VIPs on the forum. And it was like it was just so intense to want to be one of the fucking popular kids.
2: To trying to impress a person who doesn't even exist. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck he went. Um, I also don't know why he chose that name, but he totally ruined the Rudolph what Claymation the name movie again? for me. King Moonracer, which is the name of that weird Pegasus lion on the island of Misfit Toys in the Rudolph Playmation movie. I
2: really wish that that movie would die. <laughs> I
1: <laughs> I don't have a problem with that movie, but I will never uh, disassociate it from the Powerpuff Girls. Now,
2: yeah, I just I just don't. Well, I have thoughts on it, but it's I. I have opinions about that movie, but, but <laughs> independent of my opinions of that Rudolph movie, mm-hmm. um, this guy, I want to know where he is now.
1: So when you and oh my I God. first started podcasting, oh and, my God, <laughs> this is not going to be as satisfying <laughs> as you want it to be. And it occurred to me that one day I would need to do this episode. It's um, Francis. No, Francis is no. It's definitely an old guy. Um, but when it occurred to me I needed to do this episode, I was like, I wonder if RowdyRuff.net is still there, and it's not. But it was impactful enough for enough people's lives of like the core crew. That just searching RowdyRuff.net, I found a lot of the people that were the core crew, and I like found that's, places where they were finding each other, and they were like, Oh my god, you're this person, that's like
2: amazing,
1: yeah. It was, it was Uh, crazy. So I will say that about a year and a half into it, my high school friend started hanging out more with some of the people on there hanging out. And I got like very friend jealous. None. We never like none of these people were real people, but they like, she went and like visited one of them (gasps) and I was like super jealous. Didn't bring me along with her. King Moonraiser overnight. One night came back. And put my friend on the fan art page, and I didn't, I didn't make it on there. And I don't think that art, I, I don't feel defensive about it. <laughs> They're fucking, it's fucking Powerpuff Girl fan art. I, I mean, I don't feel like.
2: I feel offended. I don't I'm feel like I didn't out. deserve
1: it. I'll just say that. I felt like I deserved it as much. Not more, but as much. But then I got super bitter, and I don't know if our friendship was ever the same. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I wouldn't be friends with that person after that. Yeah. Hell no. Mm-mm. Also, I question King Moonraiser's uh, standards. I will and also, say, he just shows back up.
1: Yeah. Her coloring mm. was better than mine. But she was a real run- one-trick pony with the way she shaded things. Uh, Also, like, around this time, to to differentiate myself a little, I redid my avatar Powerpuff form of myself. Like, I changed what it was, and people had a hard time figuring out what the fuck I was doing, you know, trying to reinvent myself. I don't know. My first incarnation of it was, like, a little, like, anime girl chopsticks in her hair. And, like, my second version was just, like, literally me in an American Eagle outfit that I wore in real life. (laughs) As Powerpuff Girls, obviously. Um, well, sure. In the, in the yeah. style of Powerpuff yeah. Girls, got so, it. And I think you know, I think that reinvention really like might have messed with people. She then reinvented herself. She had looked like herself in real life with a big denim bucket hat and denim overall dress. And then she, in real life, was getting into hot topics. So then she made herself into like kind of like a gothy, more so Power Powerpuff Girl. Girl, and that. I thought it was
2: annoying. <laughs> <laughs> For no
1: reason. For no at reason all. at all. Just um, because but mostly it's just annoying. that I was jealous that she was becoming friends with internet people.
2: Wow. Yeah. So does it like all right, it is not to take away from this
1: None of this is about Powerpuff Girls. experience. That's why I said you weren't going to learn anything.
2: <laughs> I just want to know No, no, no. I have a question okay. though. Cuz is is the Powerpuff Girls like you know, I instantly wanted to compare it to the charmed ones, but with the charmed ones, everybody, like, at some point has, like, a friend group where you're like, which charmed one are you? Mm. Did you have that ever with the, the sure. Powerpuff
1: Girls? And I would equate that also with the Spice Girls. Like, for me, that's. Or the, the Spice Girls, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, totally. For sure. And um, in hindsight, I find this very difficult to understand about myself, but in both of those I wanted to be the baby one
2: I am so do I even know you at I all? don't I mean
1: I in you know what Sailor Moon too. not that I, I I don't relate to it but I was the one that was a baby and that had pigtails across every single fandom
2: it's so insane to me because that's like exactly what you steer away from the most yeah. in, in your associations now, including in burlesque.
1: Yeah. Like, where I get defensive you, if you, people say I'm cute.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's I don't wow. know.
1: I think that I think that maybe I was perceiving those types of characters as being the attractive or like appealing romantically once, sure. For
2: whatever well, reason. I mean, you're you're not wrong, probably right. for right. for reasons that are upsetting.
1: And I think, but, yeah. yeah. And I think that maybe I hit a certain age during puberty when I realized no one saw me that way, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that p- potentially out of resentment of those who were thought to be cute and girly it became very important to me to value myself in different ways since that was going to be a lost cause (laughs) (laughs) which is a really really depressing reason for me to say that I started valuing like intelligent or complicated characters but I think at some point it was like you know what I'm not going to be the cute one so therefore I hate the cute one so therefore I'll I'll be the smart one
2: Well, I see. I assumed it was so different. I assumed that you hated that because you got so tired of people saying, because you have very stereotypically cute features.
1: Yeah, but no one pointed that out to me until I was at an age where I was taking myself seriously. I think that when uh, I was young, it made sense to look cute. Like, And by cute, I mean like a fucking doll person. Okay, well, I don't mean that, but, like, yeah. (laughs) And then (laughs) once I, like, went to college and people were still saying that, it was, like, how don't you, don't you
2: talk to me. That's Okay, so that's what I assumed was that you just, like, your whole life people were, like, cute, 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 and then you got sick of it. No. But, no. No, my whole life people were,
1: like, weird, weird, weird. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was never, like, I, "Okay, I claim power in that." Finally, yeah. And you then never I went got to college, and people were like, "Cute, cute, cute," and I was like, yeah, "Fuck no, are we doing that?" <laughs> I've already decided I don't like that.
2: <laughs> I have decided it. I've yeah. intellectually decided that yes. I reject your notion of exactly. cute. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah. So I wanted to be Bubbles, which is the blue one with the pigtails, who has and a very, very like. Infanty voice acting situation.
2: And what power does she have like a power that's like a little different than the others?
1: Yes. So, like I said, their like differentiated powers don't really come up that often. It's like a special episode if they do something that doesn't seem canon, and then you very quickly are like, oh, that's canon. I didn't know. Um, <laughs> she did <does> that. <laughs> yeah. Um, she. Talks to animals. She, uh, at one point has, like, a shrill, like, supersonic wave screech thing that she can do. Yeah, I think that's it. Wow. One episode, well, weirdly, she needed to get classes, good. which was, like, more so, like, a story about how it's okay to get classes if you're a little kid. But I feel sure. like she had, like, laser beam eyes when she did it, but I don't... I don't remember it ever happening any other time, N- nor did she have glasses any other
2: time. Like, yeah, right, yeah. like, after that yeah, yeah. and every episode since then, yeah. she had glasses. No. no, not we're not,
1: No, just they that don't one. have a
2: continuity team yeah. on the Powerpuff Girls, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, I think that part of me might have wanted, I think part of that, too, is that when I was younger, I really resented anyone saying my hair was red. Like, I really was like, no, it's blonde. And so, like, I really clung to blonde characters.
2: Wow. What the hell does that come from?
1: I don't know. I think it's because my hair is, like, neither red nor blonde. Like, it depends on the day. It depends on how much I've been in the sun. It depends on the lighting. And I think because it wasn't, like, clear-cut red, like, like auburn red red, I was just like, no, it's not that. Like, I'm not that. That is a thing that I don't have a problem with, but I, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like I right. am full ginger. So, right. for some reason, I just right. decided I needed to be blonde. I needed okay. to be categorized as blonde. Categorized
2: as blonde. Yeah. Wow. These are things that I just see all I ever had an awareness of in high school was that there were people with good hair. And then there was me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I definitely was not
1: ever in my life a person with good hair. With the exception of my senior year of high school where I was voted best hair in the yearbook, which was a category that had not previously existed. And I was so self-conscious about my hair and teased about my hair so much that I thought it was a huge joke.
2: Oh, my God. But I but think it's it not But You have A such joke. great hair. No, you have such great hair. But it, it doesn't. is it clearly didn't, not.
1: I mean, in, like, in the mid-2000s, in the South, my hair was not what hair was supposed to look like. I Lavigne hair was the only option. Like, it needed to be, like, oily, pin-straight blonde.
2: Yeah, but you had the best hair because you weren't that
1: yeah but it didn't feel like it. it just felt like my hair was like a weird shape that I was trying to force to be straight <laughs> that wasn't working at all. It was just big and it, the humidity like it just was like not nothing was working for me. No one ever taught yeah. me what a goddamn product was <laughs> yeah
2: someone yeah. helped me i I wasn't allowed to sit in the front of classrooms oh. uh, when I was in elementary school
1: your hair. and then I
2: and it was just, so it was down to my, like, butt until I hit the eighth grade. Mm. And it was. It's so was, curly,
1: though. It's so curly. Does it curly, curl nicely and I when just, it's like, long,
2: though? Nope. No, it curls up and out and in mm. all different directions, and it's super dry. And it's been that way since I was a little, little kid. Yeah. So it grew just up and out, and so then when I was in the eighth grade, I cut all of my hair off mm-hmm. to my ears, and I never grew it past there again. Wow. Yeah, I'd st-
1: <laughs> I
0: never, like, eh.
2: never. I donated it all, um, although it was so thick that they donated as much as they could, and then they gave me a whole other ponytail. <laughs> they were like, "All right, here we can't do anything else." <laughs> We have enough for the donation. Here's your third ponytail. Um, I kept it for a weird amount of time.
1: I still have one of mine that I meant to donate and then I just like forgot and then I would lose it and find it and lose it and find it. I think it's still like around. Good. Yeah, I had, my hair had gotten way too long and like kind of unhealthy. Like it needed a trim um, before we moved out here and like right Mm -hmm. before we drove out here I chopped it off. I still have that ponytail somewhere. Which is it's it's a creepy thing to find accidentally.
2: Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: don't want I'm it. Terrified. I'm not saving it on purpose. But now it's like I'm not going to donate it. Like, what, but what do I do with it?
2: But it's such a cool thing to have. It's such a weird thing to have that like you got to keep it forever. Now <sighs> no. we're like, and here's my ponytail from when I was thirteen. I
1: definitely <laughs> like, need so to like, get rid of it. It's just that throwing it away just doesn't feel right. Uh,
2: I just want you to give that to your grand child someday, oh God. like on their 18th birthday and just be like, here you go, that's Terrifying. <laughs> like slide them over a box and be
1: like, happy birthday. Ew. They just
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to be just... like that.
1: I don't know what <laughs> See, I'm going to be what... like, but not that. I'm not going to be sliding that's... boxes. That's what you're <laughs>
2: suggesting. <laughs> that's what my new goal is, yeah. is to Hand my grandchild a box of my own hair.
1: Ugh. Just start collecting all of their- the hair you cut off starting now.
2: Okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, that's, that's definitely fine and <laughs> not bad.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so Powerpuff yeah.
1: Girls, also really awesome because so much merch. Really accessible merch.
2: Oh, yeah. Claire's loved it.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, and I think I think I was a sucker for some some merch at that time. Um, that was definitely one of the downsides to Sailor Moon, so it was really nice to just, like, be able to go to the store and get, like, Bubbles Comforter and, like, Bubbles
2: Oh, right, because it would be, like, everybody everywhere here. Yeah. It was ex- all over the place. Exactly.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Um, so lots of stuffed animals, for sure. There's a villain that I'm needing to, like... I don't know if it was progressive or problematic.
2: I have a great feeling about this
1: already. There was a... Probably, like, the most the most genderqueer thing I'd ever seen as a child. But villain, right? So that's a problem.
0: But it was yeah. like...
1: It was like if Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror was, like, also the devil in terms of being, like, red and, like, cloven-hooved. But it was, like, that level of, like, weird sexual (laughs) and then also it had lobster hands what but the villain's name was him but no one ever gave it any gave him any pronouns he was always capital h him and it's like his attire was fairly feminine he was wearing makeup and his voice like the voice actor if i remember correctly was literally like a woman's voice and a man's voice like being played in harmony for everything he said
2: what (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) what are you are you kidding
1: yeah it was really surreal and like I really want it to be like cool and progressive but I like am worried about it but one of my troop members in uh, the fucking queer icons show we did the other month did him (laughs) and I was like good can this can this be something I'm allowed to like like I'm afraid I need to maybe yeah. rewatch it you know him being a villain is a thing but it was just always like him as a character was never disrespected or like I don't remember it ever being implied that he, him was weird but like him right. was fucking not something that I was used to seeing as a child
2: right and he right, was always which like is huge. him was
1: always like like, slithering around people and, like, whispering really close to them and, like, draping on people. It was very, very odd. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I can, like, picture it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It feels like something that's, like, coded. Yeah. A little bit, almost.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I'm a little bit concerned about him because I'd really like to be able to be excited about him. But, yeah, and then... Mojo Jojo is the other, like, probably biggest villain. There are a couple of other That's recurring That's the ones. one
2: I, I have, like, some, yeah. like, image rec- recognition with. Yeah.
1: It's like a little monkey hot with, like, shoulder pads and a cape. Like a villain yeah. cape. And, like, its head is like a giant brain in a jar. And in the story, in one episode, you find out that he was a monkey in Professor Utonium's lab. And during that same experiment, the chemical X got on him, which made him super smart. But Professor Utonium was so enamored with, like, these girls that he was now raising, like, these little girls, that he just, like, stopped giving a fuck about the monkey, and the monkeys resentful of that. Well, yeah, wouldn't you be? God. And one of the, the major, like, one of the biggest episodes, even though it was just, like, one episode, <sighs> Mojo Jojo decides that he wants to be a father and he replicates the experiment with snips and snails and puppy dog tails and makes the rowdy rough boys who right. are like analogous for all three of them and they like be they like win against the powerpuff girls and the powerpuff girls have to like really strategize how to take them down eventually. <sighs> if I remember correctly it's by kissing them, which I don't love. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um, But Uh, they were, but like that was that one episode with those characters. Like they were um, a really, really massive part of the canon. Obviously, inspiring that stupid website I was on, um, in name, and yeah, they eventually brought them back for like a late, late season episode. But I think I wasn't watching it anymore by then.
2: So, so, so Professor Utonium. Utonium. Is like a a Doctor Frankenstein kind of yeah. character, um, and he's favored one of his creations over another, mm-hmm. and they become the villain. Mm-hmm. This is that's pretty complex. Yeah, like for for a kids' TV show. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know how the delivery is, but it that's a pretty complex like sentiment. That same plot was, you know, Aunt Penny dreadful,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, like I do think, I think that there was really meat to it. But what's yeah. so weird is like even, so nowadays with our standards of cartoons, like maybe defying expectations or having a lot of layers as being mature and also appealing to little kids, I think tend to be sort of more like long scripted. But power of Girls were 10 minute episodes. So like all of that was 10 minutes. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, like so it was two and a half hour and, like, commercial breaks and stuff. So, like, they were all 10 to 12 minutes, yeah.
2: So so they just got straight to the point is what... I guess so. It was just, like,
1: yeah. It seemed normal at the time, but in hindsight, that seems way too rushed. I mean, sometimes well, I there'd there'd there would be a be, special two-part episode, yeah. but two parts would even just still be half an hour.
2: Not even. It's yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I think that when you're a kid, your your attention span, even when you're a teenager, is just like so short. So, mm-hmm. a ten minute little blurb is like, I mean, you know, people people tend to turn off YouTube videos that are longer than ten minutes. Yeah. So, um, for sure, you know, I I don't think it's it's that far
1: fetched. Yeah.
2: That you'd be able to tell a little story, you know, in that amount of time.
1: Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, they were very successfully punny. I didn't give a fuck at the time, but I remember in hindsight that they were, like, up for, like, a lot of Emmys, like, very often. Like, I think that the writing was, was actually good, probably. Uh, again, I yeah. have not revisited it, but.
2: Well, I mean, <laughs> you kind of have to now.
1: <laughs> but, like, but, like, how much, how much, you know?
2: Well, I mean, you know, you if all the episodes are only 10 minutes, how long could it be? speak could <laughs> probably binge the entire show in a weekend. That
1: is very fair, yeah. Um, I do know that the movie came out like too late.
2: There was a movie?
1: There was. There was like an in theaters movie and I went with my friend but it was, you know, like it was past the, like, the real like peak of its popularity. It's like they, it's almost like they started making the movie at the peak of its popularity and then it took like a year and a half to come out. Um, yeah. So it was like, it was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. but it's fine. And I know they rebooted it like at some point in the last five years, but I never saw any of that. We're not rebooted, released a new season or something. I don't
2: know. Wow. So it's like still like, there's still Powerpuff Girl.
1: Well, I think they, they released another season a couple of years ago, but it was just like one season. Like it's not, I think it's not still happening. Mm. I feel like they're going to just keep doing that every five years, though, like for the next 50 years. Just
2: refresh and make (laughs) sure you still have that content. So now in your adult Avalon years, Mm. which one are you?
1: So it's hard because I think that I hit a point where I realized, you know what, I should be the redhead one because she's a little bit stuck up and smart, like kind of no nonsense but I don't think that she's, like, a little bit bossy, so probably that one. But, yeah, I guess probably that one. She's just, like, a little bit not, like, funny, though.
2: Maybe maybe her sense of humor, maybe you need to rewatch it. Maybe her sense of humor is just different because she's the smart one.
1: Yeah, that's very possible. I just, they definitely painted her as kind of a pain in the ass also, like kind of, to the, to the other two girls, like a little bit, like, which is not. I'm not making a good argument right. for how it's not me, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm just making an argument for how I might be don't reluctant want to admit that it's me. <laughs> That's um, fair. I'm definitely not the tomboy one, even though I think in hindsight she's the best one.
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, but I got into an argument with some goddamn stranger online maybe last year about how oh my god all three of them are representing different types of queerness and how it's really important to me that it's not just the tomboy one that's queer, but they're all queer icons because it just feels like that's the case.
2: <laughs> oh, totally. Well, and, that makes sense, like, instantly. I, yeah.
1: Like, first of all, the lesbian one doesn't also, have to be the tomboy one. who fought you on that? You know... I think it was somebody who was just like, why do we have to assign sexuality to, like, their children? It's like, I'm Ugh. sorry, but oh, wait, I need you I to know that queer this. culture and queer icons, like, go beyond sexualizing. There are a lot of aspects yes. that make something a queer icon. And kids are Queerness is not queer. about who they're having sex like, with. Yeah. Yes, Queerness is kids. about the fact that they are different from everyone around them. Queerness is about the fact that they are way more special and way cooler than everyone around them in their small town. Queerness is about the fact that they are misunderstood, <laughs> and also about how fucking fabulous they are, and how well they coordinate. Yes, <laughs> like all of with these each things. other. Yes, and and with also their about their like very special bond and community that does not have any kind of like analogous characteristics in any of the other kids in the town they're with.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mm-hmm. do actually <laughs> remember this now. Yeah. I I literally remember yeah. this fight. Yeah. Wow. So.
1: No, I'm not trying to say that they just have sex with girls. I'm just trying to say they're all queer icons.
2: Yes, <laughs> I one support of them is this one hundred percent.
1: One of them is Butch, but still they're all queer icons, and one yeah, of them is what's in the third one? Play. That's fine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or will be. Or will, you will know, be. Well, that's yeah, will. will be. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I suddenly got concerned. What? Do they age, or are they stuck this way? Because he wanted to create perfect, like, little girls. I'm not really
1: clear on his motivations. Did he want to, (laughs) like...
2: Did he want to, like... Did he want to, like, create little girls, like, to be that way forever? Or did he, like, make some normal children with superpowers? I mean, the quote is that he was trying to
1: create perfect little girls. The quote... The quote from the intro is that he was creating perfect little girls. Um, okay. Which is hard to, it's really hard to go ahead and give yeah. that one a pass. But I think that what what I would argue from that close reading is that creating a perfect little girl doesn't mean that that perfect little girl wouldn't follow the same trajectory as other little girls. Just also perfect.
2: Right. And perfect by what standard? <laughs>
0: Princess,
1: <laughs> just give a warning. I, I,
2: I've i seen you did mo- nothing I wrong, don't it was just funny. He did nothing wrong. I just don't understand. I know. I've seen so much more of that person, I know, like in so much bolder, <laughs> like statements, and like do you see him scurry while he's still covered in yeah. all the places that it counts? Yeah. <laughs>
1: like. Were we hanging out, or we were just talking about hanging out online the other day, and I was just like, oh, Francis, just a heads up, because you're naked right now, like, just, like, don't come into new rooms naked, because I might be on Skyping. And he was yeah. like, he, like, put on pants, and he was like, should I put on a shirt? I like, no. He's like, I'll put on a shirt, too. Diana doesn't need to see me without a shirt on. And I was just like, so, again...
2: Right, like, does he does it? I feel like it's like. Does the, he think I'm like, <laughs> I'm aging out of the 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 Francis experience? This.
1: <sighs> I don't know. I think it's the or, context.
2: Or is he getting? Is it just maybe that like we're with Dominic today, and like you know, like Fran, like Francis is less here right That's why now. Why
1: we can't figure out the alignment? I'm telling you. Yeah. You can't have one That's alignment good. for two people.
2: No. That's why he's true neutral. Yes. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that was really funny. Yes. So, please continue.
1: Oh, I don't remember. I think I was oh, well, we, done. You might, you might have been
2: done. Uh, but we were, we were just talking about the. Um,
1: oh, so them aging. In order, I would the, say that scientifically, yeah. creating a perfect little girl does not preclude that girl from growing up.
2: Right. I um, would hope. Yeah. I'm
1: trying to remember if there's like. like, a flash-forward episode where you see them kind of as grown-ups? I don't think so. I think there's episodes where they, like, they, like, dress up like grown-ups as part of, you know, like, solving a problem, but...
2: Sure. um, So when do you think the last time you really, like, were invested in the Powerpuff Girls was? Like, when did it taper off?
1: I think that... You know what it was? When I... My sophomore year of high school, I had to move. And then I was gone for, like, six months. And then I moved back. And I think that just, like, hit reset.
2: So it was, like, new, new person,
1: Kinda. new hobbies, like new interests. I, yeah. The person I had been friends with that I was into the Powerpuff Girls with, who I would say had been my closest friend when I left, like, really didn't keep in touch with me while I was gone. But another girl from my school did. And when I came back, like, she and I were closer. And also when I came back there like a new girl had come to the school who I ended up eventually getting like super close to and it's just like the the interest didn't carry over
2: well did did an interest replace it do you feel like
1: well um I'd say the people that I became friends with when I got back the interest that replaced it was being a hipster (laughs)
2: Um, okay yeah yeah yeah. that's its own thing it takes a lot it was very much it's its like a lot
1: of there was Energy, a lot more, yeah. like, what replaced it was, like, being as pretentious as possible and getting, like, really fluent in Wes Anderson references. And, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and records. Like, buying records. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's exactly mm-hmm. what happened. um And, like, to be fair, just, like, a lot of literary things. Like, I think it wasn't, like, a bad thing necessarily. It definitely contributed to... I, I equate, like... When I was into the Powerpuff Girls, with sort of, like, the last time, not that I felt like a kid, but the last time that, like, I was not, I didn't have negative self-awareness. Like, I felt like it was really okay to be kind of ridiculous and kind of silly and, like, nerdy Mm. and not feel, like, really self-conscious and, like, worried about that perception. So, yeah. And then when, when all the hipstery stuff started happening, that's when, like, I developed body image issues and, like feeling really right. shy and, you, and like that's also when people started becoming like I don't know like sexually maturing and I was a year younger than everyone and I wasn't and it felt like I felt like it was weird in some way and yeah yeah absolutely and also so, like maybe I was gay <laughs> so like so that was yeah. like that moment for me that's a, lot. a lot of things happened
2: that's a and a lot I don't of think things. it was because
1: of the powerful girls, but, um, that, but yeah. we
2: could say that they were influential.
1: Yeah. I think in that your,
2: in, Yeah.
1: if I had not moved, I think that I might have been a much bigger dork, but mm-hmm. I might have been, it might not have taken me so long to like be okay with who I was. Like I didn't have to, I wouldn't have had a circle back around to it. I think, I think I would have just continued to be a big dork.
2: Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I did. Yeah. Is I like, I like never, I didn't stop being a big dork until like college when I like got my anxiety disorder. Yeah. And then, and then it like weirdly circled back to like all of the, (laughs) <laughs> the things that I hated, like I was like all the things that I didn't care about in high school, and like all of the behaviors that people made fun of me for, and I was like, eh, yeah, whatever, exactly. And then, and then, or like you know, it felt bad when people made fun of me, but I personally didn't feel like I needed to change
1: yeah. based on
2: that. Yeah, but it was then, weird.
1: And I think that even yeah. when I moved, I might not have had the internet for a few months. Might have been part of it. So like, I I did not have yeah. any community. I moved from. A high school of like twenty nine people in my grade to a high school of like nine hundred people in my grade. And I just had no idea how to meet people. I didn't know anybody. There were like clicks for the first time because when you have twenty nine people, it's like it's not so clicky. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. maybe you find people who listen to similar music, but that's it. But like it had like fucking TV show clicks because there's just so many. You know, and you would see somebody one day in a hallway and literally never see them again. And I just, like, totally developed social anxiety, I think, just from being so fucking overwhelmed for how to navigate that. That's Um, so
2: interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That should have been the place where nerdiness flourished for me, but, like, I just didn't know how to find people.
2: I think it would have if that's where you had been the whole time. Because that's what my whole school, like, environment was like in Sagem, with that like 1300 kids in my graduating class like when you're in that it actually like when you're in that the whole time there are cliques but there's no like distinct popular person yeah because like there was like the popular nerds and there were the popular jocks and like there were the popular goth kids and like you know it was just like every clique had its own little hierarchy and its own pocket community Uh, and you just
1: found whatever yours was I remember having to vote in a homeroom for like homecoming court while I was there and being like how would you even know who these people are
2: (laughs) oh I literally didn't know who my prom queen was I've never seen
1: these people in my life
2: yeah, it's weird. Our our yearbook had 20 of those like most likely to yeah. nominations. It was like 20 different sections. Yeah. Of them just to give like a- any sort of representation to the
1: yeah. you know, to the
2: class. I and think, each group had like six people. All oh, right.
1: I think yeah, in it was, like, Best eyes. like right when I finally left, I started making like a couple of friends and they were all lesbians and I think yeah. that if I could have stayed there for a couple more months it might have actually ended up being like a really important opportunity for me in figuring out who I was
2: <laughs> to get involved at the ground floor of the pyramid scream of high school lesbianism
1: I, well I think that just like it had literally not been an option
2: mm. before mm-hmm. then. like
1: I had not met anyone who was out yeah certainly not who was out who was my age ever and I think that people like who were both out and like like living their lives out and like figuring out who they were as like fucking 10th graders out like was kind of maybe amazing to be able to be exposed to so that I wasn't like you know in college still thinking that bisexuality was a fallacy
2: Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, but the thing is, I'll tell you, I was part of that kind of a group in high school, too. I was a part of a group of like a lot of young people who were out, and I still didn't accept it till late into college for myself. Like, it it could just be, it's just sometimes it's just different people. I know It, it, you know, it's all person to person, but. All right. So, so so I'm sorry. Wait. The power Girls. <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> Yeah. This is all what right, we do. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just want to get in. All right. I don't feel comfortable playing spoon, fork, knife or fuck Mary kill. No. No. <laughs> we can't do it.
1: No. I think that we could do it with some of the bad guys if you knew them.
2: But I don't. But you don't. So instead I'm going to say influential childhood shows. Oh. What would you say are your top 3? Sailor Moon, uh Dragon Ball Z and Powerpuff Girls?
1: No, I wouldn't have Dragon Ball Z in there. I'd say Sailor Moon. Do they have to be cartoon? Uh, you know, what? Do they have For to this, be nerdy. Let's say yes. Oh. No, just ones
2: shows that were were super influential to you.
1: Listen. I'm just going to I'm just going to do whatever I want. I'm going to say Top three hands down most influential shows for me were Sailor Moon, Powerpuff Girls, and Gilmore Girls.
2: Oh, okay, great. So you get to keep two of them and destroy one from the face of the earth that never existed. Which one do you choose?
1: I'm gonna destroy Powerpuff Girls.
2: Wow.
1: I am because I don't think I think by destroying the other two I would just I would negatively impact more people than I would with Powerpuff Girls.
2: That is so annoyingly humanitarian <laughs> of you, and I.
1: <laughs> I've
2: never heard you say something <laughs> that noble, and I. That's bullshit. I'm so <laughs> noble,
1: um, and I also think that the the significance of Powerpuff Girls for me was like more the sort of secondary impacts, which were getting like weirdly into art, and then having like exposure to online community for the first time and how it impacted my like real life relationships and maybe impacted at, at the time probably impacted some of the media that I was consuming like there's a there's a famous Powerpuff Girls episode that's like very Beatles referential and I think it probably caused me to like get really into listening to the Beatles for a little while so I think that like it, all of those little those impacts that I would lose in in any kind of like formative influence it had on me are very secondary
2: oh totally yeah okay um, that but that sense. being said I'm I like still it.
1: I still got way too into it so like one thing about the power cross is that no matter what direction they're facing in whether it's like front or like three-quarter angle of their face or a profile the circle is always the same dimensions
2: Oh my god, I hate that. But that's 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 even though it's not a perfect circle,
1: it's an oval. But that oval like stays the same no matter what. Um, They're like egg
2: shaped, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: So like my friends and I, or my friend and I, would always have Microsoft paint printed pieces of paper that just had like dozens of circles of different size like on them. So like at any given time we would have a circle sheet. It was the circle sheet and we could draw any kind of Powerpuff Girl in any situation because we had a perfect circle we could trace as like the starter, the like springboard for it. Yeah. So like, just like this visual of like black pixelated circles on a white piece of printer paper, like, slipped in the front of my binder. It's, like, such a core part of Powerpuff Girl fandom for me. That is so
2: fascinating because you just reminded me that I used to do that yeah. with Hello Kitty and the Hello Kitty family. Oh. That was my introduction to, like, to like drawing anything was I was obsessed with drawing Hello Kitty and Kurope over and over again, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That's And I awesome. had li- like little ovals like yeah. pre-printed like, or pre-drawn that I could always like sketch them from.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's, wow. that's pretty funny.
2: Holy shit. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot that that was even a, t- a thing that I cared about at any point in my life. I think wow. that
1: eventually I stopped using circle sheets but not for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I could I could lose Powerpuff Girls and all I would lose really was like those kinds of memories. And like some well, really yeah. like bizarre, surreal ideas of being like actually friends with people on this forum that I don't know their real names.
2: <laughs> sure. But we're gonna find them.
1: Oh wow. If the any of our listeners pos- were on yeah. rowdyruff.net, mm-hmm. I will throw up.
2: And if any of our listeners our king whatever.
1: King Moonraiser is definitely if not one of our If any of you
2: are King Moonraiser, we need you to answer for your crimes.
1: <laughs> I just want to know what RowdyRuff.net, like, the years before his disappearance, like, what was that? Like, how did people flock to it? What was the beginning like when he was active?
2: Teach us how to make this podcast famous.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Come email us and tell us what you did.
1: I just want to understand because <laughs> I missed out on, I always missed out on like the founding. There were so few people there who had been there from the beginning. And I just didn't, I just wanted to know how it came together and like where the fuck this guy went. Oh, he got married. That's what it was.
2: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> the King <Penguin laughs> Moon Racer is gone fan art picture, I think, was his little Powerpuff Girl character at a wedding. Um For like years.
2: Yeah. Maybe after he got married, it wasn't as easy to log on to a forum full of preteens and moderate and judge their fan art of themselves. Wow. I'm, I'm gonna have...
1: <gasps> I just typed it in and there's a Facebook group. Oh my god.
2: This is... Better than there's a Facebook group any that's crime like show. if
1: you remember RowdyRuff.net, and it's like I'm like it's like some of the people are on it. it's okay, not, it's well, not been active to- since 2016 though.
2: Well, that doesn't mean a goddamn thing. Like it right now, and then when we publish this episode, you're gonna post it to there, and we're gonna find those people, and we're gonna find out what happened to King. What's his face?
1: I remember. But that's the what's gonna happen. Somebody, it's Crystal Phoenix. Crystal Phoenix was the person on the forum who made the video game. He's clearly the per- they they're clearly the person who made this Facebook page and they uploaded all of their fan art that had been on the fan art page. Good. And I remember like it right these now. pictures.
2: We are going to Sorry. find all of these people and we are going to we're going to get the band back together is what's going to happen. Oh my god. Avalon is literally having a <laughs> A religious experience. I mean, it's like, not, it's sh-
1: like, it's just, sur- it's that it's so surreal. It's that, like, the time portal of these fan art images is so surreal to me. Yeah. It would be nice if any of these were my character, but that's fine. I don't think I was mm. ever actually popular on the site. <sighs> well,
2: they're going to learn when they realize that you have a semi-popular no, they podcast are not. about
1: semi-popular. I'm telling you, Avalon, we're going to make this happen. I tell you what, if I, so I'm scrolling and I, if, and it's fine. I know I'm not going to see any of anyone who drew me and that's fine. But if I see someone who drew that girl I went to high school with that made it onto this Facebook page, I will scream.
2: Will you, will you recognize it right away if you saw that?
1: Absolutely. I will. And I know we're wrapping up this podcast, but I need, I just need to scroll to the bottom so that it can be recorded, if I have to deal with this right now.
2: Okay. So Avalon, while Avalon is scrolling, oh, I'm, I'm gonna so I'm anxious. gonna just talk us through the outro while you process your feelings on this. So some of the places that you can find femme's point. Uh, aside from where you're listening to Femmesplained, you can interact with us on Twitter at Femmesplainedcast. You can interact with us on Instagram at Podcast. We are on YouTube at Podcast, And we are on Twitch as an affiliate at Femmesplainedpodcast. And on Twitch, we have our um, Neverland game, Alternating Tuesday Nights. We have lots of you picks. So if you want to tell us what video games you want to play, us to play, you can let us know. And you can, of course, find my new DM for Hire and commissions uh, page, which is Adventurers Wanted. The uh, URL is facebook.com slash Diana GM for hire, and you'll find me there. And let's see, uh, those, those are all the places you could find us to interact. You can email us, and you can also listen to us wherever podcasts are podcasts. I Apparently, iTunes is going to delete itself from what? the face of the earth sometime soon.
1: Wait, I don't know about yeah. that.
2: Oh, yeah, iTunes is going to cancel iTunes or whatever what? at some point. What does that but mean? It's, they're just getting rid of it. And I assume we'll be introducing some sort of streaming service because they're the only ones somehow that don't have one. Oh. Uh, they have Apple Music. The, yeah, but it's not. Nobody's using it. Wow, that's true. Uh, yeah. So they're, they're going to get rid of iTunes, and they're going to lean into that, I'm sure. But for right now, we're still there. And on Spotify, Google Play, we're on Stitcher, we're on Podbean, we're on all of them. And uh, Avalon, you look you look satisfied and yeah. not angry, so all right. You're okay? So I'm
1: seeing every piece of fan art from the core people. She is not on there, and more Good. importantly, core people's art of her is not on there. Good. So there's full full erasure of her being more accepted than me, even though I was on there for longer, which is so petty, but I was about to scream. Good. (laughs) So we've all avoided a crisis here today.
2: Everything is okay. Everybody calm down.
1: I'm sorry. I'm scrolling just for context. I'm scrolling back through a second time.
2: Okay. So while she does that, please email us. Was Powerpuff Girls important to you at all? Uh, Do you have fan art? Are you one of the people who were a part of this crazy whatever this is that is happening right now? If so, please, for the love of God, you have to message us. You have to tag us on Twitter. You have to whatever you have to do. Just tell us. And um, if you are king, you know. Moonracer. whatever king whatever if you are him we need to know one did your marriage work out two are (laughs) you (laughs) are you still uh, uh you know a part of fandoms are you still moderating groups of young teenagers can you just answer a couple of questions for us we just need you to have a seat um and otherwise that's all I it's all right. have it's, it's to say. Okay. We're clear. It's okay. We're clear. But I did oh, good, join good. the group. <laughs> thank God. Good. Um, and Avalon.
1: Yeah. Thank you for listening.
2: <laughs> mm. Avalon, what are you doing after this?
1: Um, I don't know, but I am hyped. Good. <laughs> I gotta. I don't know. I think I have to prepare for prepare for a meeting tomorrow.
2: Oh, good. Okay. Great. <laughs>
1: Oh, that bitch! If she joins this website, oh, I liked the website as Francis. <laughs> Go ahead and like that. You
2: know what? Is he no? Let him,
1: let him have it. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye, listeners. <gasps> Bye. Bye.